Now, despite calls from the opposition for him to step away, Chogu, Justice Minister nominee, has revealed his intention to go on, to keep in the race, promising to disclose all the considerable privileges as someone who belongs to the haves at his confirmation hearing. And that includes the suspicions of having his 28-year-old daughter, now 28, illicitly admitted to college and medical school, among other alleged favours. His daughter's actually also suspected of having been listed as a lead author on papers without having made a fair contribution while a high school student this started and have been given internship opportunities at prestigious institutes and investigations underway but high profile academic fraud cases are not anything new let's invite Leanne Chia reporter of Channel News Asia to help us understand better the roots of academic fraud thank you for joining us yes no problem Alex and the reason we're asking you, you wrote the report, Buying Your Way to a Degree. Um, and it dealt with academic ghostwriting, that particular report. What, what was your first impression of the scandal? I mean, well, I'm generally aware of the scandal, but what I can tell you is that the most basic explanation for academic ghostwriting basically is that students pay other people to write the essays for them. And, well, I mean, I think it's been happening for quite a long time. I mean, this this case involving the Korean justice nominee's daughter appeared to be in 2008 when she was just a high school student when my report was about three years ago of a slightly different situation in the Singapore context. So what I did notice was that people are basically hiring other people to hiring other people to write their essays to them and all this started moving online. So I think, right, if you want a, a rough job description of what academic ghostwriting is, I mean, you need to do your research on like whatever topic it is that the student wants you to write the essay on. It could be things like business management, social science, and you also need to write the paper in the right format with the right citation. So the process of what happens is, I mean, all this kind of went online onto this Singapore-based marketing platform named Carousel. So that's what picked my interest, actually. So the students get in touch with the ghostwriter through the app and they give them the requirements of the essay as well as any relevant reading materials. And then they'll produce the essay within the deadline requested for. And then payment then gets transferred and in some cases the students then can request the writer to make revisions if they're not happy with the final product. Wow, it's certainly an interesting application of the sharing economy, isn't it? Um, and, 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 yes, for sure. And a pretty lucrative business, I understand, as well. The, those kind of platforms are doing well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is as well. But I mean, I think I, I mean, you've seen it being around for ages. I don't actually think it's a new issue, but what is really happening is that it's becoming a lot more visible because of technology and sharing economy and local online marketplaces such as Carousel because this basically allows people to advertise anonymously reach complete strangers, and when other people see those ads, they might decide, oh, you know, maybe I can go ahead and do it as well. And particularly because here in Singapore, we have a lot of students who graduate from junior college at the end of the year, and they have a lot of free time on their hands because they're waiting to enter university in Singapore in August the following year. So I guess to them, it's likely a good way to earn easy money in a way. Mm. What sort of money are we talking about? What, what, what's the service fee range like? Okay, I mean... When I commissioned an essay to test the service myself, I was quoted about 60 Singapore dollars at the cheapest level. That's about 40 US dollars. So this was for an undergraduate essay of about 1,200 words. But, I mean, depending on the length, complexity, and the deadline, the price can actually go up to as high as about 500 
Singapore dollars or even a thousand dollars, which works out to about seven hundred US dollars. But are they rated the quality of the writers? How do you know, for example, you're getting a thousand dollars worth of quality versus the forty dollars? You know, Alex, that's a really good question because I mean, when you when you look at all these ads, right? People, people, they when they when they would do this, they they claim that they have years of experience writing essays or. Sometimes you get students from top universities or elite junior colleges, and they will say things like, "We come from this junior college or that university, and we've gotten perfect grades in our in our exams and all that." And we even had one provider who offered a two hundred percent money back guarantee if the essay failed. But to be really honest, right? You can't really test the credibility of their claims beyond buying the essay for yourself. Which I mean. In my report, I wrote that I did. I did buy an essay for myself, and unfortunately, the quality turned out to be quite questionable.、Mm, that's really even more concerning. But but for people who、uh, are getting away with it,、uh, the the worry is that they'll still have to be found out somewhere. Is there a, a way that universities or professors, teachers can can carry out interviews, screening, other methods to to make sure that? There's just no incentive to do this because you wouldn't be able to get away with it. I mean, like I think I think very much. I, I mean, I did speak to a professor about this as well, and what he did tell me was quite quite an interesting point. It it basically comes down to how you actually structure your lectures or structure your structure your modules in a way. Because what he does, for example, he makes it a point to have a lot of writing assignments in class.、So、the students have no choice but to write、mm. and to submit many small drafts of examples of the writing. I mean, to say. So in that way, you can basically learn the student's writing style, and this will actually help him any discrepancies he might see when the final assignment actually comes along. But from the school's part, you know, it, it's not like it's strictly illegal in that sense. It's actually it's a case of willing buyer, willing seller. But and it's really up to the schools, and so it's down to the professors to actually help them. And but if it if it happens, right? I mean, the schools themselves, it's up to them to meet out the penalties. So you could get, I mean. You could fail the assignment, fail the course, and I mean, in the worst case, would be expulsion in a way. But coming back to that question of legality, then, so th-、mm. isn't there any illegality from the buying or supply side? If people are just openly advertising, it, it certainly feels like they feel they're beyond the law. But but can't they be prosecuted? No, not 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 here. I think, unfortunately. But yeah, as I said, it's down to the school, and I mean, and the online marketplace as well, Carousel. So they're doing. What they can as well to kind of weed out all these these ads, yeah. Interesting.、Um, coming also、mm. onto the the demand side for it、um, for ghostwriting being so much higher among Asian students is is that something that was on、mm. your radar as you were reporting on this? That, that, that I mean, even though, though of course the United States, for example, has gone through its own problems、mm. of this nature,、uh, it, it it is seen as being uncharacteristically problematic here. I mean, I would say. I mean, I did my research primarily in a Singapore context, so I can't really say if it's an issue of whether it's like a bigger problem in an Asian country per se. But what I did come across was that when I was looking, when I was looking at some stuff that was targeted at international students in the in in the UK, for example, I mean, I saw several ads for similar services. They were using Instagram, which is a different portal, obviously, and they do things like find students and post comments on Instagram on the Asian. Students Instagram posts and they will post in Mandarin and they offer these services. So I think it's quite clear that they do target Asian students, and in Singapore as well. I mean, anecdotally, 
I found out that such cases here appear to be more popular in the private universities here in Singapore because the foreign, yeah, there are a lot of foreign students in these universities. And what they do is because they come here and they study and because they struggle with picking up the English language, they might have to turn to such services out of desperation. And I mean, ultimately, what I think is that, I mean, I spoke to a couple of students who, who use these services as well. And I think the reasons really can vary from student to student. I mean, local Singapore students also utilize these services. So one or two that I spoke to had actually just paid them, paid someone else to write their essay because simply they were just too busy and they were doing things like holding down full-time jobs, taking care of kids. But at the same time, they also needed to study for their university degree. So they were very much simply just too busy to take on, to write their essays themselves. Because some of the implication might be that in Asia, actually, if we were to try and find characteristics that would explain it, it might be, say, education pressure. Mm, yes. I mean, I, 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 got, I got that point from, from the way you were asking that question, but unfortunately, I don't really have very much to say on that because that was just what my research was based on. understand. In terms of response to your article, um, was there anger mm-hmm. from people? Was there surprise? What, what sort of reaction did you get? I mean, it was quite funny. I mean, I had some, I had some people come and tell me things like, yeah, we know, we know this is a problem. And like, thank you for bringing this up, obviously. And the most interesting one was because what, what happened in my story was that I commissioned someone to write an essay and this person, this seller, name-dropped a particular elite, elite school in Singapore. This, this school called Yale NUS, and he said that this writer is a student, this writer is actually a student from this school. And when the essay got an F from the professor, I mean, it was quite clear that the, the quality of the essay was questionable. But maybe, maybe one or two weeks after my essay came out, the school themselves actually released a statement as a, in response to my article, and they said things like, okay, they, will distribute, they distributed a circular to their students. So they did indicate that there would be penalties for their students if they had, in their words, abetted academic dishonesty by writing essays for other people. And when you talk about elite schools, uh, just a final thought here, mm-hmm. um, more than looking mm-hmm. for a regional basis for this, is this ultimately, wherever it happens in the world, do you suspect a case of haves versus have-nots? That's a really good question, actually, but I think in the context of my research, it wasn't the case like that for me. Nothing important. Yeah, well, it's something something that has been suspected here in Korea, and I'm mm. sure people would like to mm. investigate further. And, and in terms of reacting, mm. that's probably where a lot of the anger comes from. The sense that, obviously, we're now going through a process for the justice minister nominee, who himself has been campaigning for social justice, and and the idea that uh, he, on the side of the haves, would have an advantage for his for his kids. Um, that's just some of the context mm. which. Which, well, perhaps you'd like to investigate in the future for Channel News Asia. Lian Chia. Perhaps. Great to have you with us on the line today. Thank you, Alex.